Hello, welcome to Impact the World. This is an episode that's not only close to my heart, but also close to my company and my team's heart. Today I'm speaking to Katie Samwell. So Katie, as you will learn, had a long career in the music industry and has just this month released her first album. It's a beautiful album called Medicine Songs. It's healing music, it's channeled healing music, and when I first heard the recordings that Katie was making, I knew that if she wanted to work with us, I wanted us to create this with her through my Golden World Music label. So that's exactly what we did. The album is produced by Katie and Devor Bozik, who many of you will know, works with me on all of my music, and it was something I helped birth into the world too. So the thing about Katie's story that I think is so inspiring is it pulls on many of the different threads for those of us who are creators or who wonder how it is that we can manifest our dream in the world or what compromises we might need to make in order to get where we want to go. And as Katie so eloquently shares in this conversation, there were many times that different roads were taken by her, but here she is at this moment in her life where she's just about to step out into the world in a bigger way with her unique gifts and her unique healing offerings. And I share all this because I know so many of you will be in exactly the same position. So we share a few clips from the album, but if you want to hear the album, you can go to Katie's website, katiesamwell.com, or you can find it at goldenworldmusic.com. And as ever, we will put links in the show notes. But for now, enjoy this conversation with Katie Samwell. Katie, welcome to Impact the World. It's lovely to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm very, very happy to be here. Well, you and I were in the studio about seven, eight weeks ago, mm -hmm. making music videos for your forthcoming album, Medicine Songs, which by the time we release this, it will be out. Mm -hmm. I know we're going to talk a little bit about healing music and your work with consciously healing music this last few years, but you've had a long journey with music and the traditional music industry. And so I thought maybe before we get there, what role did music play for you in your life, perhaps in your early life, when you first found this connection to music? Yeah, um, music was always I mean, huge for me, from listening to uh, my mum and dad's Tamla Motown 45s, singing along to Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, anybody who was a diva, basically, with a, my hairbrush, um, as just brought me so much joy was such a you know release as a child and i and i just i loved it and continued to sing um through school in the choir and then when i went to work alongside my job i went to work for a bank when i first left school um i was in different bands and just um really enjoying singing with other people and just just you know, it just brought me so much joy. And, and obviously, as an 18 year old, the fun that came with that was was fantastic. But there was a lot of pressure from, um, well, I guess mainly from myself and what, what I thought society was saying. And, you know, music isn't a real job. Therefore, it's only something you can do um, for fun. So, you know, I've got to keep working in another kind of industry. So, um, 
I stayed in the finance industry for a while, all alongside still working with the music, but it, I realized that I wasn't happy in that and I really wanted to do the music. So I ended up working, um, it was a, I got a job at Warner Music, which was a total, uh, through a friend. Um, it was a total fluke and I ended up going in there to help them out and working there for six months. And then I ended up with a full contract. So very long story short, I was working in the music industry for about 20 years, um, helping other people uh, with their music careers and enjoying that. There was a lot of stress with that. But then my music kind of went by the wayside. I, was, I had been working with a few producers and I'd put some singles out in the dance world at the time, before it was EDM, when it was just dance music, mm. um, and had some success with that, but still kind of ended up getting wrapped up in the corporate side of the music industry and um, starting to become, I now know, resentful of the fact that not that I regretted helping other people or I didn't want to help other people, I enjoyed helping other people, but at the, the fact that my career, my music career just kind of disintegrated away. Um, you know, later on in life, I realized that that was really unhealthy for me um, in, in many ways. <laughs> well, what I love about your story is I think it's very common that many of us will have a dream that we don't think we we're allowed to do, or yes. you know, those of us at school who perhaps were creative or had alternative things that we wanted to do, we we're often steered away from that and into the safe job. You actually got the safe job within yeah. the music industry. <laughs> yes. You know, often it's like people are doing both, but interestingly, you managed to get yourself into the music industry, but not necessarily in the the the, the long term true role for you, basically. Right. Mm. So that's interesting, and then. I know now what you're doing is wildly different to what you were doing back then. So I guess the next question I would have for you is when did spirituality start to perhaps infuse your life, but especially when did the spirituality and the music start to mm. come together or what was the spiritual moment that led to the music becoming more overtly healing? Mm. So I left the UK in 2012 when I turned 40 and made a life-changing decision to work, uh, to move to New York and work for a studio there. Um, I should just point out that my, because I, I like to tell this story, my great auntie Vera, Vera Samuel, was the um, studio manager of Abbey Road Studios mm. during the Beatles times. So in, when I was very young, I did get to go into the Abbey Road Studios a lot. So I had, there was a love for studios there. So I was working in uh, a few studios in the UK and then I went to the US. So in 2012, that big change, um, I really started to think about how I was feeling and, or, you know, things that were, things that were going on in my life that were kind of repetitive patterns of, you know, sort of self-destructive behavior. And, um, and I started to look at that and that took me into the world of self-healing. So, I started moving into, um, just started with yoga, but then it went, I went through everything from Buddhism to so many different healers, found you. Mm. Um, and that started, I would say probably a about a 10 to 15 year journey of kind of self-discovery, self-help. And through that, I really realized that I did want to help people as well as helping myself, but not in the way that I was doing it now. 
or it was doing it back then, sorry. So um, I, I, found, I went back to sound through, um, I, I, I bought a keyboard and so I started playing around with music again um, and just playing some, a lot of minor chords. So that kind of, which was releasing a lot of sadness for, for me. And then I started getting into the sound healing because I was thinking about how this music was moving me, moving my mood and helping me clear not knowing at the time that it was clearing, but helping me, you know, move through some of these sadder and destructive behaviors. Um, and so I did a, a sound healing course um, in Woodstock, actually, uh, uh, the Sage Academy in Woodstock. And I played around with gongs and, and crystal bowls and Himalayan bowls and tuning forks. And the experience that I had there, some of, some of it was really, really intense because it's, you know, realizing how powerful sound was. Mm. And then some of it was really beautiful. So I ended up buying a couple of bowls and just started playing around with them for myself. And so that's when I got back into sound and the power of sound, but in a different way from listening to music. Um, because I always understood that music, you know, if you Wanna, if you're going through a breakup, you play a certain song. If you want to dance, you play a certain song. So music you know, can always invoke these incredible emotions. Um, but I, did, I had no idea that using these other instruments and then using my voice to sort of tone along with these instruments could also do the same thing. And so um, I was doing some sessions. By this point, I'd left my job in the music industry, which was in 20, uh, 2020. And I was doing sessions for sort of talk therapy sessions for people who were in the music industry, for artists for, and creatives who were looking to um, do something to move away from the music industry, to, to find another path to get their music out there to, to, for their creative expression. And one of my clients and, and now friends, she, um, she's a creative, she's a writer. And she said to me, I would just love to hear you sing and play bowls in the session. And I was like, mm, that's weird, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so we did uh, three sessions. And then on the third session, I was playing a bowl and a very, very low sound came through, which didn't sound like me. I mean, it felt like me because it was coming out of my body, but it didn't sound like a, anything I'd heard before. And the energy that I was feeling was different. It was very um, ancient and, and um, big, expansive. So, and I kind of opened my eyes and looked at Diane, my friend on the screen, and she was out. So I was going, well, this must be, this must be good. So um, I went through the session and, and we did a couple more sessions after that. And then more and more voices kept coming through. And then she would tell me the feedback of what she was feeling and, and how her energy was moving and how she you know, would go into these kind of deep sort of trance or deep sleep states where things were clearing. So um, that was where it first started and where I first started kind of playing around with it. Well, and I think you and I connected i had a session from you around that time yes you had invited me onto your podcast um the sound ascending podcast mm -hmm. where you speak to independent musicians uh, about what they're doing and it was 
lovely for me because I, bit, bit similar with you, I had put my music on hold for the work that I do, you know, with energy intuition and channeling, and I'd kind of gone that way, but at a certain point I knew I had to go back towards it. So you were very, um, very supportive of that and said, come and talk about mm. the process of this dream of having a vinyl that you've just manifested. So I just, funny parallel today, yeah. this conversation. And at the end of doing the interview, I asked you what you were doing and you described your sessions. And I said, oh, I'd love to experience one of those, I'll book. So I went and booked and I had the session with you in about April of 2021 and I'm very at home with channeling. So to me, it was great. I was like, oh yeah, great. This is totally you channeling and all the different voices that you were bringing through as you mm. played for me during the session, the timelines of those voices were the things that really got my attention. I'm like, wow, that one feels a thousand years old. And mm. then in comes this much higher voice a minute later. She's maybe in the last century. You know, it was it was very interesting to to feel the the times that you were moving through, not just the differences in the quality of your voice. Mm. And so that was about a year ago, I think we had a session together. Yes, I think it was. Yeah. And I asked you if you had any recordings. That's right. And you brought me one. And that was how, that was the moment we were actually in the studio over there mm -hmm. and you were coming to visit because you, you'd been helping us with something we were doing around a release. And uh, I listened to the song that you played me and immediately was like, oh, we weren't planning on doing other artists with Golden World Music right now because right. we've got enough on our plate. But it was just very clear to me. And so I, I went to Devore and played it to him and asked him if he would be interested in producing the album with you and then we could do it in Golden World Music. And then the next thing was me phoning you to um, ask you what you thought about that idea. And that's kind of how the album uh, Medicine Songs has appeared. Yes. You shared with me that Medicine Songs for you was the realization of a dream that you had when you were 18, but that if you'd made this album back then, mm. it wouldn't it wouldn't have been, well, you wouldn't have made this album. And can you just share something about that? Because I think that's very powerful. Yeah. So, you know, when I first started, it would have been around the age of 18, 19, all I wanted to do was, you know, make a pop record. Um, and I realize now if the trajectory that my life went through around the music industry and around my own healing, and if I had made that record, I think at any point in that time, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been the right record for me. The reason I didn't make that record, I now know the universe is telling, was not letting me make that record, was because it just wouldn't have been the right, the right move for me. And this, this is the exact time that I was supposed to make this record. And it, you know, in this, in completely different form, but yet feels so right. You know, I think if it, yeah, if it if it had been right back then, it would have been right, and it just and and that's a that was a huge learning for me because the frustration of not being able to make a record and especially being a rat, being in studios and working in studios with people making records, I was I went through a lot of um, self, um, you know, persecution of, um, you know, and also that. Especially with our British thing, why me? <laughs> why can't I do? Yes, we Brits love a good <laughs> yeah, moan. Exactly. Yeah. So it it's really interesting to now look back and go, oh, yeah. 
I wasn't, I just wasn't supposed to do that. And, and thank goodness I didn't because who knows whether I would have got to this point at, at this time, maybe I would have later, but you know, it's all in divine timing. Yeah. And this is a really interesting moment in your life. We, you know, we've talked a little bit about how many things in the last couple of years in your life have come together. Mm -hmm. And you're also, you know, you're about to move and, and there are, you know, there are many new aspects in your life. What have you had to navigate in yourself to allow this to birth? Like, you know, what came up for you that you had to overcome? Releasing control <laughs> was the biggest. Um, control and fear, you know, fear of um, fear of so many things, fear of not being good enough. Um, and especially coming from the music industry world where, um, and this is not just for women, but it, it does hit women a little more, you know, the age thing, it's kind yeah. of like, you know, got to be in your 20s. Um, so there was a whole self-worth thing going on there. But then when it, you know, when it all started to come together, that releasing any control and just trusting and surrendering to the process, because I just, um, the more, and it's like that, the more you try to grip onto something, the more, you know, the tighter you hold it, the more it just kind of squirms away and all goes to a place that you don't want it to go to. So I think releasing that and just being able to trust that I got this far and this is where I'm meant to be. So if I can just surrender and be thankful and be grateful for everything that I've got up until this point. And as soon as I do that, and you know, I've heard you talk a lot about the gratitude journal and, and I've heard you say before, sometimes you're just like, oh, you just don't want to. And it's so true. Some nights I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered to write this. But I know that every time I do, it's just, I look back at all of these things that I've done in order to get to this place. And, and every time I, I go through what I call forced surrender, where you just go, all right, I give up. Everything works itself out. So being grateful for that process and being grateful for what you've you know had up until now and being compassionate with yourself I think is another big thing and just being able to let all of that go because it's it's always you know and the fear will sneak in the not good enough will always sneak mm. in but it's it's remembering that you know we are all divine beings here on this earth and if we allow ourselves to to open up and receive the bounty that this universe can provide without controlling it, then it, you know, it does come. Well, I love that you name all of that because I think for anyone who listens to the album, it's A, it's a beautiful album and B, none of what you describe to me is evident when I listen to uh, your vocals, what you wrote, what you and Devore have produced together. It's, mm. it's, it's, very free actually but i think it's so crucial that any of us who are creators remember that that process is often a little gnarly you know it's like i think i definitely had that illusion that creators were just living this blessed charmed life when i was a kid and i was like well, why can't i make this work and you know as soon as i understood that the things i'm going to heal or have 
growth in, those areas I'll grow through in order to create something, they get encoded in the work. Mm. So this might be a great time to just share with um, viewers and listeners um, a little bit of the album. So if you're watching, you're about to uh, see a clip from Katie's first single and video. This is called Hold the Frequency of Love. And if you're listening, you'll get to hear the song. So that was Hold the Frequency of Love. If you were watching, the beautiful video was created by Rebecca Hall and Patrick Kiley. So um, how would you describe the intention behind Hold the Frequency of Love? Or what are you hoping that the listener will receive from that prescription, that song? Mm. So the beauty of sound um, is its capacity to clear and unblock stuff that is, you know, really stuck within us. So the science behind it, you know, tells us that too, that it will, the sound bypasses the mind, just gets into the body, and just shakes loose anything that's been stuck there and, you know, and then allows the body to rebalance. So with Hold the Frequency of Love, there's, when I, when I went through, or when I started putting that song together, I was using a rhodochrosite bubble. So rhodochrosite is the, um, helps you bring in self-love, helps you bring in compassion um, for yourself and for others. So and you so, pay attention to the frequency of the bowl you're using and kind of blend it all to get, it's like you're creating the potion. Yes. Got it. Yeah. So, and with that particular song, it was very much about that there you know, so much going on in the world still that I was just wanted something to um, to just it is about just to be able to just put this on, listen to this, or you know to sing along with it, also to chant along with it, where it is just holding that 
frequency that doesn't, there's, there's nothing that's going to come in and interfere while you're in that six minutes, however long the song is, you are just holding the frequency yourself and being held in that frequency. So it's, which is why towards the end of the song, it's, there's some of the notes are just, you know, along and they're, and they don't, the melody doesn't change. It's just about being, allowing the person to just sit in that frequency and whether they want to um, chant along with that to put that frequency out or whether they just want to be held by that frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's for them to hold it and also for them to be held by it and, and myself, obviously, when I was creating it. And I know that each of the songs have a very specific prescription or drive, you know, mm. so for example, in the lyric booklet, you've, you've, you've given a few lines as to what the song is supposed to hold. Did you have a, a map of all the songs when you started or was it more, oh, this one is meant to come for this album and, and, and these are the 11 songs that we ended up with? Uh, I did have a map, but it kind of just... <laughs> was nothing like that. It was really interesting. I had um, some real ideas of, of. I mean, I, I, I guess I did have, um, because of the bowls that I was using and, the, and the, the alchemies of the certain bowls, I had ideas of what that uh, song might um, invoke for people. But as far as um, knowing exactly what it would be, no. Um, but it, it was really interesting what because of what was coming through at the time as well. Sometimes I would, there was um, one particular song, I think it was Tesseract, where I, I laid the vocal down and when I came back to it the next day, it, the, the frequency just didn't feel right anymore. And so I redid it and then it, it sat perfectly. So I think there was, because the bowls will also play differently because they're alive and they're, you know, they're depending on what's going on, the vibration, from myself also, and I think from what's going on around, um, they they can play differently. So it just wasn't quite sitting. And I know that normal, you know, I'll say normal musicians, <laughs> but like normal music, pop music, have the same thing. You know, you'll lay something down, you'll come back to the next day and it doesn't quite feel right. But it was really interesting to experience that with these these channeled sounds too, because it was like, well, I took that to mean for me, that I wasn't quite, that wasn't quite what I was, I don't think I was open enough on that day for what I was bringing through. I don't think it was quite where it should have been. So that was a really interesting, um, I mean, it was a learning, but it was also something complete that I'd never experienced before. Mm. So it was a, it was a really beautiful experience and, a, and something that just, yeah, like I say, I'd never, I'd never experienced it in that way, if that makes sense. It does, and I'm imagining it's, I mean, and I know this from working with people versus recording things, it must be wildly different for you to create something for a recording than it is for one of your clients who comes for a one-on-one -on -one session. Yes. But I'm curious, since you've finished the album and Devore, well, the three of us signed off on the album, I think, what, four months ago now probably mm -hmm. was the final mix stage mm -hmm. and everything. Has it changed the way you feel uh, or, or what you experience when you're doing your one-on-one -on -one sessions? Have you, have you noticed a shift? I have noticed a shift. Um, I've become much more, because 
this experience was, you know, was was quite unusual for me when it when it first happened. Um, and also, there's the, you know, for working in the music industry and and being part of the music industry. There's a certain sort of stigma attached to it not being like other music, you know. <laughs> you know? Um, and some people would be like, "What is you know? Yeah, what is that? Yeah." So I had to deal with that myself. But after making this record and you know you you allowing me to to put this out there and 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 working with me and Devore working with me and and the whole team here just being held in that safe space it's really helped with my sessions because there would be times in sessions where I would feel something come through and a, and sometimes a song would come through and my mind would get involved and say you can't sing that but now I know that that's exactly what that person needs. And, that, and I don't need to know why that song is coming through. And my mind shouldn't be saying, you, you, sh you know, sing that or don't sing that. So now I've, I feel much more free with allowing whatever wants to come through. And I've also, some of the, um, some of the songs, parts of the songs come through in sessions as well, mm. which is really interesting. It's really beautiful. When something you said takes me back, I mean, I've been doing my work it will be 18 years in june of this of this year because i started in 2004 and i remember at the very beginning as a channeler and as an intuitive you have no way of <laughs> like validating what's going on so if it wasn't for all of the affirmation that i got from all of the clients and eventually when i couldn't trust myself i trusted them uh, that was something that that kind of helped me trust working in a very intuitive and surrendered way mm -hmm. because it's not very traditional in society right. and it's the same with the music isn't it it's like you know how do you describe this this healing music that's overtly healing all music is healing yes but this is kind of taking it to a very conscious level and that i think that's still a very new uh, certainly in the terms of recorded music i think that's a fairly emerging emerging genre yes yeah absolutely how have your friends who've heard the album responded? Differently to what I thought, actually. I'm, it, it's, it's very interesting. Another thing that I'm learning is I'm the one that is, uh, has the fear about how I'm going to be received. But when I play it to them, they're like, oh, this is really cool. Or, wow, this is beautiful. Or in one friend who I played the, the piece one, which was the first one you heard. Um, yeah, she had her reaction was something that a reaction that I never thought you know she would have because she's yeah I just we've never had the spiritual conversation and it was really beautiful because we then started having a spiritual conversation around uh, everything that's been going on in in her life and my life and it was so it, it brought us really much closer too so that was beautiful that's beautiful mm. well one of the songs on the album that you invited me to sing on with you is called You Are Divine. Mm -hmm. And I love the lyrics that you wrote for this song. Um, we'll play a little bit of it now. So you, again, you'll see a clip of the video or if you're listening, you'll get to hear the song, but we'll talk about it in a second. But this is You Are Divine. Feel your heart beat inside. See the beauty that's around you. You are love, you are love. You're alive. 
So that was You Are Divine. And Katie, the lyrics for that, I think, will touch so many people because I certainly can relate to times in my life where I have felt that uh, insignificance or invisibility in whatever area of life we don't want to be invisible mm. or insignificant. How did those lyrics come? Because it's one of the few tracks on the album that, that have very direct, uh, very direct and, and English lyrics in that way. Yes. Yeah, that song came about originally, um, it would have been probably six months before I did the record in a completely different form. Um, and it came from, uh, I'd listened to Wendy Kennedy in the Peas um, talking about, you know, we are beings of divine light, having a human experience. And, um, and also I'd had a session with Belinda Womack and it was, you know, reminding helping to remind me that, you know, I am a one of those divine beings. And, and I just thought, this is something that we all struggle with. We, we forget who we really are and what we're really capable of. So I just, you know, I just started writing and it, and it's, it was about being grateful to be alive too. It's like, well, we are alive and we've, there's just so much beautiful, amazing stuff on this planet. Mm. As, so, it was a reminder to myself that I'm alive and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, that I am divine. And sometimes if I don't feel seen or if I don't feel heard, I know that I am seen and heard, you know, by, by my guides, by the universe, by, by myself. So it was, it was a reminder of that to myself, which I wanted other people to, to hear because I think we all need to be reminded we do. That we are divine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's been so whitewashed in our culture and our training, mm. although there is a, an emergence of that and a movement around that. There always has been, like long before we were born, but there definitely is an emergence of that truth more and more, I think, these days. Yeah. yeah. So here you are at this new phase of life. You yourself were saying, I've, I've made this album at 50 that mm. I wanted to make since 18. You're moving, you're owning your work in an area that is still relatively new, like a couple of years, you're a couple of years into it. What are you excited about for your next, say, five years? Like what, what, what can you feel in the air or what would you like to lean into? Well, the interesting thing is I'm excited without knowing what I'm excited about. That's so, <laughs> Because that's um, something that is, you know, it's letting go of that control again. You know, it's... it's I've made this album. I've turned 50, which I thought would, you know, coming up to 50, I was like, oh no, this is terrible. But it, it's actually great. I've started this whole new chapter at an age where I never would have thought I could start a whole new chapter. So, you know, and I hope that will inspire other people too, to know that you can make a creative change at any point in your life or any change, but especially with something that you, is a creative passion of yours. So I think that to just be excited about what, if to keep trusting and surrendering to the fact that this is what I'm meant to be doing. So therefore, what is gonna come from that is, is just only gonna be great, beautiful. Great, beautiful, wonderful future is what I, mm. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's that kind of, it's magical. And like, I'm, I'm seeing it with wonder. So that childlike, so turning 50, but letting more of my 
inner child come out and being, you know, playful around the fact that, wow, what this this is I'm gonna look at this with in the eyes of wonder as opposed to trying to control this next step. So it's I feel like it's a I've it's I'm like a baby. I've just you know, I've just birthed something and I'm gonna play around with it for the next five years and see what magic happens from it. So and 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 how how it's gonna be received. You know, I'm really I can't wait to hear how people feel about it because I I really do think that it well well I really do hope that it really invokes some some beautiful healing with people and just, you know, helping them to remove some of the these blocks that, you know, maybe they've struggled with for a long time. But just I'm I'm yeah, really excited about that. It will. No, it, re- it really will. And um, and I, you know, at this moment also, I'll, I'll give a, we can give a big shout out to Devor. Yes. Um, because Devor has infused the album with you, with his artistry and brought in some beautiful um, additional players and people and inner child creative players, one of my favorites, uh, which has a lovely, um, a lovely solo and some additions from Jan Pasternak. And yeah, so I think, I think the album is its own vessel, but it is fascinating to watch your journey with it too. And I think for anyone watching or listening, it's interesting how the trust, the surrender that you've had to go through, and also just one step at a time, piecing it together. Mm -hmm. It's very evident in your journey with where you are right now and also what you've been able to create and manifest in the world. I actually think your story right now is going to be very common for more and more people in the coming years, like big changes, big allowance of who you're meant to be in the world. And, uh, you know, you've been a cheerleader of that process for other people, including me, like when you had me on the show, you know, it was such a novelty for me to go on a podcast and not talk about energy work, but to talk about music. I was like, oh God, I'd love to come and do that. That's completely novelty for me. Um, so I, I'm curious to see where you go next, not just with the music you're doing, but with the community you're going to build around it and what you're going to do with that because I think there's going to be lots of goodies. Mm, I'm very excited for that. And yeah, and, and Devore, what Devore did with the album, I, you know, I, I kind of thought I knew what I wanted when I handed it to Devore, but what he delivered was so much more than I could have, you know, could have imagined. He, it, it was it's beautiful. He's, and, and that was something I'd been asking for for a long time. One of my affirmations was I really you know, universe, please bring me a producer that I can work with who will just be able to bring, I didn't know what it was at the time, to life. And yes, it you works. and the universe delivered me divorce. <laughs> hey, I just, I just listened. It, it, like I said, it wasn't, it, it didn't make any sense for us to work with you logically in terms of the timing, because I just literally, we just opened the doors of Golden World Music uh, with Dan Burke, who, mm-hmm. you know, old friend and beautiful musician, but it, it, it wasn't logical, but it was clear. When I heard that track, it was like, oh, we're, we're, this is, okay, this is, this is supposed to happen. If Katie wants this to happen and Devore is, is willing to do this, then this is meant to happen. And uh, so no, it's been, a, it's been a joy. And we just realized right before we started this conversation, it's been a nine month birth. Mm-hmm. It was nine <laughs> yes. months ago that we were over there talking about it. So yeah, yeah, well, thank you for coming on the show and talking about it. And I'm really excited this is going out to the world. I think it's going to 
move and uplift a lot of people and the voices that you bring through and the the energy and the frequency that you've held and your own healing journey it's all encoded into it so whether someone you know gets to experience that through you through a one-on-one session or something you do in the future or whether it's the album that does that for them i think it's very powerful Thank you so much. Yes, yes, and thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's been amazing. And, and yes, thank you for helping me with the record. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a dream come true. That's fantastic. So, well, thank thanks you. for being here, Katie. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And, you know, I really hope that you feel the message of of of, I think, Katie's journey and story right now and and feel that for yourself because it does, as we were talking, it does feel very in the air for so many people right now to create differently or to do something that you've wanted to bring forward for a, for a while that you perhaps have been waiting on or it hasn't quite lined up. I feel like that energy is going to be more in the air in the years to come. If you want to check out Katie's album, it's called Medicine Songs. And it is available now, streaming, downloads, special CD with lyric booklet. We'll put the links underneath in the show notes. But you can find the album at goldenworldmusic.com, which is our record label, um, or katiesamwell.com, where you can also find Katie's work, Katie's sessions, her podcasts, and all of the other offerings. So thank you for tuning in to Impact the World, and we will see you next time. As we continue to navigate these very changing times on Earth, I'm really happy to be bringing back Transmissions. This is my summer channeled online experience, now in its third year. Every year is unique, just as the last few years have brought radical changes to all of our lives. This year, the theme is Elevate Your Vibration. My guides have given me four sets of themes which they want to deliver across four live broadcasts. The beauty of being live together for each broadcast is I get to be in person with your community energy, but if you can't make it live, don't worry. Everything will be video replayed, archived, and you'll have lifetime access to the material. The themes we will be looking at each week are allowing abundance and presence into and through you cultivating joy, love, and peace, and creating with those in the world. Integrating new levels of clarity, awareness, and healing with ease. And finally, rising into your highest purpose on earth. You can experience it as a healing, a shift, an inspiration, and many of our past participants have talked about the impact it has had on their lives and their year ahead. To support you through the journey of the course, you will have access to a private community forum away from social media so you can share with other participants. There will be written transcripts of each broadcast that will accompany the replays. Stephen Washington will be bringing a special Qigong sequence to the course. We have a series of video and audio integration support tools from me and members of my team. 
and lastly, a 10-track downloadable compilation music album from artists at Golden World Music. To check out more details about this experience and to see if it's for you, you can visit my website leeharrisenergy.com or use the link underneath this video. If it resonates with you, we would love to welcome you to join us for Transmissions 2022.